Hey, what's up out there? So I have two sisters. Both of them did not like my first podcast, but it was my first one. I don't know what they were expecting. The first one was very politically correct about it. The second one was just like, I straight out don't like politics. And I felt like I wasn't talking about politics, but whatever. Have you ever wondered what two women talk about when they're alone? Have you ever wondered if someone else is going through what you're going through? Have you ever wondered why someone is going through something that you know you would have left a long time ago and wonder why? Why the hell did they do that? Why the hell did they stay there? Well, I got that today. Um, Just sitting, sit down, chit-chatting with my soul sister. Um, It's big that uh, she was big on not wanting to be judged. And I don't think we all have the right to judge. It was just a conversation. I hope you enjoy it. Okay, so I'm talking to my friend and I have a couple of questions for her. Let's see what's uh, going on with her life, friend. Actually, we're like soul sisters. We met um, two years ago. Yeah, two years ago. Two years ago. You're going to have to talk louder. Um, We met two years ago and at work, and I have never, ever allowed myself to make friends at work. Like, that's a big no-no to me. I've always kept my life separate from my work environment. And for some reason, and we fight. We fight like sisters. We fight like sisters, you do. We do. (laughs) We fought. We fought ugly one time. But it wasn't scandalous. It was like, I'm not talking to you. And you're not going to talk to me. And somebody cried, which wasn't me. And we were upset <laughs> with each other. And so then when we I, had to walk through I cubicles. Cried, come on, I cried at the top of the hat. I wear my heart in the sleeve. Yes. And then when we, we would walk through cubicles, she, I didn't have to go near her cubicle. She never had to go near mine. So somewhere in the middle of this maze of cubicles, we would run into each other. And it was like awful. I, like I had to turn a corner because I was really pissed off and hurt. I guess my, I never admit to hurt or sensitive um, feelings. I'm always like trying to be hard about it. So my anger or my hurt comes off as anger or like scary. Like people say it's scary. But I'm gonna ask my friend a couple of questions. We're just gonna have a conversation. She's hanging out with me. We luckily work where we work like, I work 410s and she works 980. So it's her day off and I happen to take today off. But um, so, when did when did you meet your husband? Mm, 92, 1990, May, May 20th, well, no, it was like before that. We were like dating, but we weren't like boyfriend, girlfriend. Were you in love with him? Mm, not when I first met him. I, it was more because when we fell out, like when we dated, it was more of a, a joke. Like my friends set me up with him because he was a jerk to women. And at the time, I was a jerk to men because I was, you know, we're both political players, so it was kind of a joke to put us together. And then when we finally were just talking on the phone, finally we met in person, and we met on May 20th, and then May 21st, he asked me to be his girlfriend. So I just was like, sure, why not? You know, just I was like, I didn't care, you know? Well, it backfired, and we both tried to play each other, and it didn't work, so we just kind of fell in love with each other, so then... So you did fall in love? I did fall in I ended up falling in love with him. I, not on first sight and not just by, you know, because I thought it was just, oh, just another guy coming around, you know, trying to be a player. So what is falling in love to you? Well, because I'm a hopeless romantic, falling in love to me is like um, 
being somebody's best friend, you know, sharing laughter, sharing tears, sharing anger, sharing stories, being compassionate towards one another, being considerate towards one another's feelings. You know, if somebody needs help, you're going to always be there for them. You're going to be that person's um, backbone if, you know, something's wrong or, you know, lift them up when they're down. And that's what I always expected in a marriage and in being in love. Like, that's what I thought love was. So when you say you fell in love with him, that's what you felt you had. I thought I had, yeah. Oh, so you didn't have it. At first, it's complicated because I'm trying to go back into it when we're younger. I think what I started out as thinking with love was more infatuation. And I was trying to force it away because I couldn't see myself without him. I missed him. I wanted him around me all the time. And I thought that was just good enough for me. But then I got pregnant three months into the relationship. And then what I thought was love, that's when everything changed. But I still fought against it. I said, no, he still loves me. And I was stupid and blind. I thought he loved me because he told me all the words I wanted to hear. I love you. I'll always be here for you. I am your best friend. I'm this. I'm that. I'll always be there for you. Um, he, he, he would tell you that. He would tell me that. And then, um, okay, so how long were you with him until you got married? 10 years. Why 10 years? Because <laughs> what, like I said, what I thought was love after having the first baby, he cheated on me. And then I got back together with him. Oh, I got back together and I got pregnant with the second one, Justine. And, um, when I got, when I had when I had her, he was cheating on me the whole time, and he cheated on me again and again and again. And then I found out that he had a whole other lifestyle with this other girl, and then that's when everything ended. So then, maybe about a year a year later, a year or two later, we got back together. So I was hoping he changed, of course, because I don't know. Like I said, I, I, so I sound confused, and I am because I don't even know what love is or what I'm, you know, what I think it is. So, okay. So now how long have you been with him total as of today? 27 years. 27 years. So it took me 10 years to marry him because I did not want to get married to him. I did not want to get married because I was afraid that if I got married, things would change. I don't know what could change. I mean, I sound, I'm an idiot. I am stupid. I'm an idiot. And I know that. So there's no, there's nothing for me to even, you know, people are going to hear this and be like, oh, she's stupid. She deserves what she gets. And yeah, I do. I I hate when you say that. Well, it's because I knew better. Well, when I was younger, I kind of didn't. I kept thinking that, you know, because my parents always said, once you give yourself to somebody and you have a baby, that that's who you stay with. So in my head, I thought, I have to stay with him. This is who I'm supposed to He's my soulmate because everybody's telling me he is. My sister says, oh, you guys are soulmates. You guys, I can't see you guys together. Um, I mean, apart. I can't see you guys apart. You guys have to be together because you guys are soulmates. And my mom and dad was like, oh, please don't ever you know, leave each other. That's embarrassing. So I was always, I'd bring it an embarrassment if I would have left him, if I would have not stayed with him. You know, even all the stuff that he did to me, it was okay for him to do it. So what ethnicity do you consider yourself? I would say Hispanic because my mom is from Mexico and my dad. So then do you think that is a Hispanic thing where they told you you can't leave him, it's an, it's an embarrassment? I oh. think so. 
because we have multi, we have a lot of cultures in my family. Mm-hmm. You know, my mom's Hispanic and she has Chinese, and then my dad, there's no no Mexican in his blood, but he has you know na- um, Native American, Spaniard, Iberian, I think it is. He has all these other ones. Mm-hmm. Um, Italian, we have that. You can't. You're not supposed to. You stand by your man regardless. And I live by that, standing by my man, standing by my man, you know. And I saw my parents' marriage. And regardless of everything that happened with them, my mom still stood by my man, by her man. So I guess, I don't know, I guess, like, I can't answer. I, I don't know how to even answer it. Like, what, is, what is it you're trying to ask me? <laughs> no, I just want to know. Okay, first off, I want everybody to know that my friend, soul sister, I'm not going to mention names, is pretty. She's really pretty. No, she is. She's pretty. So that's why, like, sometimes, like, okay, so I'm, I wonder because I was married and the guy was jealous, like extremely jealous. And I didn't see it beforehand. He, all of a sudden, like, you know, somebody at work was asking me this. And um, one thing that really stood out was it was our first year of marriage going on our second year. Um... I don't know. It was it was our first year of marriage. And at the time, and I've never wanted to age myself, but I think this is going to age myself. At the time, I, ha- I had a cell phone plan that I had to pay for the minutes. Right. So he was calling me. I didn't work far from home. And he was calling me on my way back from work. So I look at the time, in the, in, and, and I could totally picture this like a movie. I look at the time of my Civic, where the clock was at, and I was like, oh, I'm almost home in 10 minutes. Literally in 10 minutes, I was, I was driving on the streets. And so um, he kept calling me over and over. But we had this thing where if it was an emergency, he would tell me it was a 911 call. So the 911 finally came up in the, in, on my phone, but I was already rounding up the, the apartments. We, had, we lived in an apartment. So I start climbing, we lived upstairs and I climb up the stairs to get upstairs and he opens the door right away, like just like really rough, like bam. And so I look at him and I'm like, what's wrong? And he's like, I, I was calling you. And he was angry. And he was always this soft-spoken, gentle man. And I, I chose him to get married um, because he was the opposite of my father. My father used to beat me a lot. And, he was, and, he, and then I would see him beat my mom. So, he, so to me, I'm marrying somebody opposite of my father. So when he opens the door like that roughly and upset and angry, um, he says, give me, my, give me your keys. And like an idiot, I have a really bad temper. But for, but I really was trying with him not to be, you know, rough and not to be the way my dad was, and or or I didn't know that I can be. Uh, I guess now that I'm talking to you, I realize I was trying to be submissive because that's how my mom was always telling us right. to be, and the religion that I was in, I had to be submissive. So right. yeah, that's what I was trying to be. So I I handed the keys, like shocked. Like, my eyes wide open, I was shook, you know, giving my keys, and I see him heading out back downstairs, and I said, where are you going? And he's out to the car, to the car, and, and, and he's mad, and I'm walking behind him, keeping up with him, and he goes to my Civic, I had a two-door Civic, and he opens the door, and he kneels down, his knees on the concrete, on the pavement of where it's parked, 
and he starts looking underneath my my driver's side the you know underneath and I'm like what are you looking for I'm looking over him and I'm like what are you looking for and he's all your face is red I could see you know you know when you're wearing your shades and you and it's a raccoon mm-hmm. your shades are your shades cover your eyes so then when you take off your shades your your eyes are white and then your my face was red on top mm-hmm. and underneath and um and that's because I'm, I'm fair-skinned back mm-hmm. then I don't know what happened now but I'm I'm fair-skinned so when he says that to me he says I want to know if you were at the beach because your face is red and I can see your raccoon eyes he didn't say that but that's how I can describe it um, he's all, I want to see if there's sand in your car. I want to know if there's sand. And mind you, I worked at a corporate bank. So I was wearing heels. I was wearing um, tights, uh-huh. a skirt, a jacket that matched the skirt, and a button-up shirt. You know, I had I dressed like a banker. And so I was looking at him, and I'm looking at my outfit, and I was like, so-and-so. You could see that because I drive against the sun. The sun is facing me. That's why I wear the shades. I'm light-skinned. I really did say this. And he's on. no, I don't believe you. Walks around, puts his knee on the ground again, and looks over at the passenger side. And I'm like, that's stupid. I was driving by myself. Why are you checking on that side? He's like, I don't know if you were with somebody. So that was yeah. like something that really stands out to me. Like, So I knew... I knew, you know, if this doesn't change, I'm going to leave this guy. I don't need to put up with this shit. You know, my dad never, um, he was really mean to me, but he never had to put me on lockdown because I was responsible. So I never had curfews. Never, never, never had a curfew. Um, so here's this man who suddenly to me suddenly thinks I'm going to put you on lockdown because you're my wife. And I'm thinking, my dad never treated me this way. Why am I going to put up with that? So anyways, went to therapy, didn't work out. We got a divorce three months short of our second year anniversary, I think it was. Um, or we were in our second. No, I think it was three months short. It, it didn't last that long, basically. So now you're telling me you're with him for 27 years. Kind of, and I understand where you're coming from about family telling you you never leave him. Mm-hmm. So now that you're older and you don't look your age... Um, I think you're you're gorgeous. Mm, thank you. <laughs> what goes through your mind? Like wh- I feel like I wasted my life. I mean, I have three beautiful children from them, from him, you know, from the man, and I, you know, and I think that's the best thing. I don't, I don't. What goes through my mind is why didn't I leave? Why did I? Why? Okay. That's what goes through my mind. Why? 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 Why am I so? Why was I so adamant on making it work? You know, why was I? Because I was just like you, submissive. When he said, you be home by this time, I was there by that time. If I was late, trust me. And I was in a, he was domestically violent with me. Throughout my pregnancies, throughout everything, he would beat me. And I took it, you know, because my mom always says, don't make a man hit you if if something happens, you know. Think about it. Did it make you, did he, did you cause it? What could you have done differently? Oh my God. So I told my mom about my, um, his jealousy. And you know what she told me? I wish your dad loved me the way he loves you. She was, I wish that was my complaint, that he was jealous. And I'm telling you, my jealous was, we went to therapy one time, and the therapist, he told the therapist that my complaint was we were driving in San Diego, and he was speeding through the the freeway to get to the restaurant we're going to get to, and I had no idea. His friend thought he was a badass, so he would never wear a seatbelt, and he, on, um, on one of the stops... 
he put a seatbelt on right away and we were all four of us were in the car quiet so it turns out when I asked him when we got out of the car what the fuck's going on he said that his friend's wife's brothers were washing their boat and that one of them was checking me out when I passed him to get into the car down the driveway past him the guy apparently checked me out from behind I didn't know this that so was he, your fault how well he didn't <laughs> see it as my fault he saw it as he was angry at him okay but when the when the therapist because then I went to counseling therapy couples counseling so the therapist asked him do you see what you did and he's like what did I do she goes I have couples coming in here because the wife reciprocated reciprocated the flirt or started flirting back or initiated the flirtation. In your case, your wife didn't even know he did that. It happened behind your, your wife's back. Mm-hmm. And you almost killed your wife and your friends because he did that behind her back. So it's like my mom is sitting there telling me you don't have to divorce him because I wish somebody loved me that way. Mm. And here I am like, I don't need to be treated. Like I, I really honestly, it comes down to, I, I was thinking, okay, let alone. I, and then this is what I told my husband. You know what? You almost killed me. No, you almost killed yourself, but you don't care about your life. You almost killed me. Okay. You don't care about your wife's life, but you have two people. And that was my concern. Here he was reacting this way and he was willing to kill two strangers or friends, two other bodies. I wasn't putting myself in that in that situation. I wasn't thinking about myself, but he was willing to kill over this anger that he felt, yeah. you know? And my mom turns it around as I wish somebody I wish your dad loved so me. So she took jealousy of that when a man's jealous, then that means he loves you. Yes, that's what she was trying to tell me. That's how I took it too. When he was jealous. Who? My husband, because he's a jealous man. I mean, he was jealous like that. Well, he's not as so now because he's old. But when he was younger, he was really jealous. I took that as, oh, he just loves me. And the more jealous it was, I thought, oh, he just wants me to himself. So this is what it's like, you know. This is what I thought, you know. I thought that jealousy meant love. So, yeah. I kind of, I understand what your mom meant. But now that I'm older and I know better now because, you know, I had to go through my own therapy. I had to, you know, take classes. It's not love. And you did the smart thing. You did the right thing. You were able to leave. You were able to do that. Well, you do, you do know that when I made that decision, I, um, I was very heavily and believed in and was raised in this one religion where you don't get a divorce. Right. The only time you get a divorce is if... An adultery was committed between you guys and you knew you couldn't work out, work it out. And it would be left on the decision of the person that was cheated on if they wanted to divorce or not. They still had the choice to not divorce, forgive. And that's what they that's what they counseled you on doing. Mm-hmm. God is forgiving, forgive yes. and work it through. Yeah, I heard that. Mm-hmm. Or. You have every right to divorce because he cheated on you or she cheated on you. You have every right to, but you will not be able to get married again. What? Mm-hmm. So I came from a, a religion that I was raised in since I was four. I learned how to read through the Bible mm-hmm. and um, at four years old. 
and I believed this religion. So I knew in my head already at this point, if I make this choice of divorcing him, it's not only going, you know, my community was the religion. Because of the religion, we weren't even raised around blood relatives because they weren't part of the religion. So this religion was my family. And I knew that once I made this decision, I was going to leave all of that behind because I was going to be shunned. And I came to the determination um, also because internally I've always known that I was gay. He made it really easy for me to say, you know what, because I was willing to stay with him because I thought I was doing the right thing. I was willing to stay with him because of the religion and because of my mother. And I couldn't handle it. I was like, you know what? I don't need this. But it was also a stepping stone for me to say, I'm free of this religion. I want to be myself. I want to be my own self. So I, I, I took that. So it's like, when do you think you're com- you'll come? I'm not saying you're gay. <laughs> let's, let's, let's clean that up. This is that. that has nothing to do with her. But when do you think you, you're going to be like... Free from my husband or whatever? When I get therapy and get help from myself. I think that I, I know I have to leave. I know that I, I shouldn't be there. I know that it's toxic for me to be unhappy every single day of my life. I know that it's not healthy. And these things I know, but I don't, for some, I mean, being living in here in California, I can't afford to. So I understand that it's cheaper to keep them because what I pay for my mortgage, I'm going to be paying more for studio apartment. I can't, I can't afford that and my car payment and all that, you know, it's, it's just too much. And I worry about, like, I don't worry about him, but I worry about like, you know, other people that are going to be affected by it. That's what stops me too, is because... I don't want to put somebody else's life, uproot them, you know, because I think I'm making a selfish move. And even though a lot of people say it's not selfish, it's something that you need to do. I, my world still revolves around other people, not just that man, you know. So until I know I need a lot of help, a lot of psychological help, a lot, I need a, not just a therapist, a psychologist, psychiatrist, you name it, I need them all. And I think I'm at the point where I want to start trying to break free. You know, I want to start trying to break free. It's just how do I do it? Where do I do this? Can I, you know, can other people follow me? But, you know, is this going to, can I bring them with me? Is this, am I going to make the wrong decision? I'm so afraid of making the wrong decision because I've made the wrong decision before. I was just going to say that. So basically you're mad at yourself because... You've spent 27 years with that, yeah. with with that man. <laughs> we'll call him that man because that's what you call him. I've always, I can't call yeah. him by his name. He right. So <laughs> I will call him that man. So you you are angry with yourself. And I just had that with another friend. She spent 12 years with her partner. And she, was, at the end, was angry with herself for spending all those years knowing full well she was not happy. Or not maybe not knowing full well. But for whatever reason, she knew she should have been out of it. But she felt she wasted 12 years. Right. So now with you, it's 27. Right. So so you know that. Mm-hmm. So that's a mistake. Right? right? right. You see that. That's I a, see that. Mm-hmm. So, so you're why willing to... Yeah. Why can't I leave? I don't know. Like I said, I'm afraid to make that wrong move. I'm afraid to that I'm going to fall. I don't have anybody or family to, to fall on. It's going to be me. I don't want to be homeless. I don't want my, 
you know, my kids are not, they're not, they're adults, but they still live with me. They, even though they're doing their own life, they have a good life ahead of them. They have a better life ahead of them than I ever had. And I don't want to rip that and make that my choice by leaving. And then their life gets screwed up because now, oh shoot, now our, you know, and a lot of people say, well, that's their life. They got to live their life, but I want their life to be better than mine, you know, and my daughter is finally breaking the chain. She left her husband, who was abusive towards her, and I'm so proud of her. She's working hard with her, her, my granddaughter, who, you know, has autism. She's working really good with her, and I'm proud of her. She doesn't date anymore. She's just focused on just her and her daughter. And me living where I'm at, it's easy for her. It's easy for her because she doesn't need to work right now. She gets paid her monthly payments from her husband, and all that. She uses that money. Um, she takes care of the house. She does everything, you know. And if I were to uproot her, what if I damage that? What if something, there's all these thoughts. There's just so many reasons. And I keep think, thinking to myself, I'm fine. Am I finding these reasons? Is this something that I'm, am I, am I looking for excuses? I mean, I just, I, I, I can't even explain why. Why do you, there's so many whys of why I'm there. And there's so many whys of why I can't leave. So in 2009, I decided I was going to go back to school, or not even back. I was going to go to school for my bachelor's. So from 2009 and 2010, I was able to pay my my apartment in LA on my own through my savings. For one full year, I was going to school and had my own place. Well, that ran out, obviously. And so I had no other choice but to move back in with my parents. Okay, so from 2010 until 2019 now that I... <laughs> nine years. Nine years. It's so crazy because it goes by so fast. I've been living with my adult parents. And soul sister, I vowed living there. I vowed that I would never be with someone that made me feel miserable. They don't like each other let alone love each other. They don't like each other. Um, and then they're, 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 they're 71. And they, one will watch TV in the living room. The other one will do his own thing in his room. But if he decides he's going to watch the baseball game in the living room, she goes into her own room. They sleep in their own rooms. Uh, and, I, and it's miserable. And I started having like, like, I, it started affecting me relationship-wise. It's weird. Because now I'm a grown adult. So, you know, I got married at 24. And as a good kid, and I put that in quotes, I didn't leave the house until I got married. You know, I got married a virgin. Then for um, from that until 2010, I moved back to my parents um, and I've always lived alone. I had my longest relationship was five years. It didn't work out. And um, like that relationship and growing up with my parents. And then when I'm now as an adult living with my parents and seeing this loveless. But you know what? You can put aside loveless. Not even liking the person. You know, like at least sometimes you hear stories where like you and I are friends. You can live as roommates. You know what I mean? Like friends. Like I'm saying my parents. They can live as friends liking each other. You know, making their golden years golden, but it was miserable, 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 miserable. Like anything would set off 
someone getting mad at each other. And then the, the, the atmosphere in the household was just awful yeah it's, it's awful. toxic it's yeah, toxic negative, negative yeah. dark i can if you want to talk and then colors. it causes depression yes that's what yeah that's yes what so are you willing to get to that step no i'm already at i think i feel like i'm already at that step that's why we live in we have separate rooms he watches tv in his room i watch tv in my room as people live watch tv in the living room but if he wants to go into the living room and watch a game they have to go to their room you know? Yeah, it's exactly yeah. how it was in my parents. And I cannot see myself being... I just can't see myself being in an age group where I'm putting up with that. Like, I, I can't. I, you know, you know. now that I moved out, it was an opportunity given to me. And I took it. I jumped on it. And I feel so much better. That's good. You know? And as far as living with my parents. Right. Not relationships, but as far as living with my parents. And so it's like... I want you to rec- like I, I look at you like cause so anyway so we worked together until June of this year and literally I would tell her stop it <laughs> stop it your anxiety I feel it like I could really feel your anxiety because your nervousness yeah. I would I kept saying nervousness mm-hmm. it was your anxiety but I kept saying I feel you're nervous and she we wouldn't even be thinking about anything we'd be bullshitting laughing we crack each other up a lot <laughs> and um we would be doing that you would be laughing i would be laughing and then i'd be like you're making me nervous i I would start feeding off of that nervous vibe energy that you were giving off and it's like do you want to continue that do you think part of your um anxiety has to do with yo i think most of i think all of my anxiety has to do with i mean even look come on look at here i'm always checking my phone because i you know i can't just be like i feel like i can't just be free when I'm with him, you know, but there was that one time when I did leave for a week and I had to just, and I had to leave and I had to bear being at my, my um, family's home. That was horrible there. And I'd quite rather be at my house because over there was really horrible. And when we all went out and never had talked and I felt so embarrassed because he called and I panicked, remember? Mm-hmm. And I got so embarrassed. And then I, it, it ruined the mood because I couldn't get back in that mood because he kept calling because he wanted to know why I wasn't answering. Where was I? Who I was with? Where am I? You know, this and that. And, you know, and I, I started getting nervous. It, it, he wasn't even around. I was at my family's. I was at my mom's for a week. So I, I, just to take care of, you know, my mom just so I have a space. And that was the only time again because I thought, how did he know I was out? How do you know that I was that I went somewhere? How do you know? And well, we got off topic. What were you? At? What did you ask me? <laughs> well, I wanted to tell you now that you're going along that I wanted to tell you last week. I uh, last weekend I felt I had bouts of depression, and I'm you know putting that out there. But anyways, so I felt a little down, and I wanted you know you're the one that lives closest to me. My sisters have their own lives going on and, you know, I'm in a long distance relationship three and a half hours away. So the only person that I thought of was you because our other friend that you and I know mm-hmm. has a daughter. Okay. So I was like, you came up to my mind. I was like, I really need to talk to somebody and, you know, be with somebody. And I have a house, I'm renting a house with a pool mm-hmm. and I thought of you. I always picture like, let's kick back by the pool. So I thought of that last week. And because I wanted to talk to somebody. And honestly, I don't know even the depth of what you've gone through with this man. But I felt like 
if I call you and I ask you to come over, you're going to say no because of the man or you're going to be here and then I'm going to start suffering from anxiety because you're going to be, <laughs> and I felt like, seriously, you know what I, I know. feel like? I feel like, like, I feel like, is he going to accuse us of cheating? That's how bad that I have this. So I well, didn't that, even bother calling like you. I like didn't that. even bother calling you because of that. He always thinks that I'm out doing something. Always. Wait, who's that? Why is your phone call short? It's always something. And I, that's the last thing on my head. And I go, when, would I have, when do I have the time? You take me to work. You drop me off. You pick me up. You take me where I need to go. How? When? You know? And I'm like, hello? When? You know? It's... But so are you willing to get to the point where my parents are at? I don't want to be at that point. So when do you think... I mean, like... Like, but I mean, like I said, if being there, miserable the rest of my life, just so that my girls can have the life that they deserve, then I'll do that. But at the same time, is it healthy that they see that? You know, of course not. Of course it's not healthy. And you know, I just don't want everything to be messed up when everything they're going through college because they both are in college um just um the um my just my little my little girl my youngest youngest one even though she's a thought she's the only one that works because the other one you know stays with the baby because she has to you know Mm -hmm. and um but she could take online classes but everything in their life is going what their goals and their plans are they have a goal chart i told them let's do a goal chart everything under you know there's goals you know check check you got this check register for class check did this check you know you did your homework on that one check so they have their life and it's going good and i don't want that to get messed up so what's their ultimate goal what's your ultimate goal with your daughters what's their ultimate goal so that they can be able to be on their own and fly and leave the nest without having to be with like how i ended up okay having to like stop school goal stop school right stop school right and run out of money and now you're working tedious jobs for you know you're worth more but you're working these you know jobs that don't pay enough and now you're stuck i don't ever want them to be stuck that's what that's what i don't so is there like a time that you gave them in the school gave them Uh, or is just a goal like what is this goal like how is well my youngest has a goal she's given herself two years at the community college she just graduated high school so now she's giving the two years she's really on it my one with the baby, I gave her more of a four-year just to finish community college because she has to do it a step at a time because she can't just go all in the way my other one does because she doesn't have a kid. She has a kid. So they have about a four or five-year, you know. But that's just AA. That's not counting their BA, you know. And once my granddaughter's in, like, first grade, then, you know, she was thinking, okay, I'll get a part-time job at the school. Because she's so afraid that something's going to happen to the baby because she doesn't, she's nonverbal, so she can't tell, you know, somebody hurts her. And after she's like, I can't leave her alone. Maybe I'll be a teacher's aide and I can watch her, you know. <laughs> you know, stuff like that. So, so then now just, we're looking at, just for AA, four years each, let's say. Let's say, let's right. make them both. Or, or I find a better job where I can pay. I can still provide a nice roof over their head and I can leave that man and their life won't be upside down if I can do that then and that's what I try I'm trying to do but with just an AA nobody wants to you know so I mean luckily I mean things might change so hopefully and that's what my goal is right now so that I can leave with leave and and give them the life without having to rattle it up so much Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. does that make sense 
it makes sense i think my my biggest thing like you started this conversation saying that you're stupid and you always do that that that's just not right now and um my mom allowed my dad to beat me up crazy and her answer was always um when you graduate high school when you graduate high school you'll get a job and you and i will move with the other two girls and i graduated high school and it didn't happen she said, no, well, we're going to do it when your middle sister graduates. She's two and a half years younger than me. We're going to do it when your other sister graduates. My sister graduated. didn't happen. So then my youngest sister, I pushed for her to go to college. And she went to college. And so my mom, you know, and dad were helping, I guess, maybe. That's what my mom said um, with her. And that's when I finally moved out on my own, you know. So I hope... So, first off, what I want to say is we do not have a right to judge anybody. That's just something that we don't have a right. I can't sit there. If I had a million dollars, I would sit there and say, okay, I offer you to get on your feet, this, and do that. That's an answer. And then I think I would be allowed to say, you know, it's there's no there's nothing tied. And if you don't take it, then, then I'm going to say, yeah, you're stupid. <laughs> but I can't. I can't do that. I could, I could only, I'm barely able to make it on my own right now. So it's like, it's, nobody has a right to say, this bitch is stupid. Nobody has a right to say that because they actually do not know what you are tied to and what it's going to take, you know? Mm. And I actually kind of a little bit know because we're both in the same, work in the same area. So, um, or we can say same company without saying. Yeah. And so um, I, I, I understand, but I'm hoping that you don't get stuck like my parents. I really am hoping for that. Because that is miserable. It is. It is miserable. I mean, it, you're you're already wasting valuable time now. And you're miserable. Mm-hmm. And it's like, then you have to look at, you know, like my mom's knee hurts. She had knee surgery. My dad's whatever he goes through. And it's like, there you are living miserable on top of pain. Or on top of whatever it is that, you know, you have. It's like... I, I, I don't wish that upon you. And I hope that you, I hope that everything works out and that you shorten goals so that you guys can just get out of this. Because even now, coming over, you had to plan it in a way where the man doesn't get affected. Just so, us, just so we can hang out, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, it, and it sucks. And... So, going with that, mm-hmm. um, do you see yourself in the future with another person? No, I don't ever want to be in another relationship. Ever. I want to die alone with a bunch of cats. That's my goal. <laughs> be an old cat lady. I don't want to answer to anybody ever again. I don't want to explain myself to anybody. I don't want to have to give them the rundown of what I'm going to do, what I did, what I, what I, you know, any of that. I want to be free where I can just not have to answer anything. Just if I want to come home, throw off my shoes and watch TV, pop a beer or whatever, you know, I want to be able to do that without having someone go, oh, so is that what you did all day? Oh, what did you do? Oh, did you make dinner? Oh, did you do this? Oh, well, are you going to do this? You sure you want to just sit there? Is sure you want to drink that beer? You know, that's it's going to make you more fatter. You know, that has this, you know, and just constantly, constantly. I don't want 
to answer to anybody. I want to be able to just be relaxed. Do you know that you just described my life? I work 10 hours. Um, that's just working. I have a drive. Yeah. I have a drive um, with traffic about 45 minutes. I'll be home in about 50 minutes after I got off work. Um, I come home and I and I shouldn't. I'm like, fuck. You know, I'm trying to watch my weight. But some days, you know, I've already been telling you about my work. Um, some days I come and the first thing I open is a beer and I sit down. And either There's nobody I tr- here to tell you anything. And you feel Yeah, or I'll relaxed, take a... Right? Yeah. Feel or I'll go happy. straight into the room and take, according to me, mm-hmm. a nap. And I don't get up till 8 p.m. And, and it's my decision. <laughs> no, it's my decision whether I'm going to make myself dinner mm-hmm. or hang out doing nothing again <laughs> and then go to sleep to start my day again. That's my day. But, but, but do you like that? Yeah, that's what I'm trying yeah. to tell you. You just yeah. described my life, my current life right now. So your life is my goals. <laughs> and, and I'm going to tell you, and it's beautiful. And then I come beautiful. home and I have my kitty cats and my dogs and my llamas and my sheep and my dog. <laughs> Yeah, that's not a lie. I know. I want to have a farm. That's a dream. Mm-hmm. There's a difference between dreams and goals. Mm-hmm. That's a dream. Mm-hmm. Having a big farm with a bunch of animals. And a caretaker to take care of them. But what's the goal? But the goal? Right now? My, my first goal right now is to hopefully land two jobs. Or one of those jobs that I interviewed for. That's my goal. Red okay. You know, so that I can try to make more, try to be able to get on my own feet, try to be able to have my own money, have my own place. But at the same time, not have to affect the girls in any way, shape, or form. They don't know I'm planning this. They have no clue. And I want it to be that way. Because then I don't want to put that extra stress on them. Well, what are we going to do? What if mom moves? What are we going to do? What if we don't have to move? I don't want them to think like that. So that's my, my main goal right now is just to land those two jobs. That's a short-term goal. One of those two. And just if not, my next goal is to try to keep applying. I'm in school. See where it goes from there. Yeah. At least you have goals. My mom gave up. Sometimes I want to. You shouldn't. Well, yeah, that's a different story. That's a different story. That's not part of the goal. That's just something different about you. But um, I, I, I hope you stick to it. I really do. Well, I've taken almost every class in community college. I can go on any branches I want. But that's what I'm saying. I hope you stick to this short-term goal you have set. Well, I, I tell myself every day. Every day. And that's one thing I noticed that I never did. I kept talking about it. No, I tell myself, this is what I'm going to do. This is my plan. I have to do it because I don't want to die angry. I don't want to die miserable. I'd rather die alone than die miserable with somebody. Thanks, soul sister, for opening up. We're going to end it right there because I think that's, that's a good ending right there. So there you have it, our conversation, her reasonings. 
um, my parents, you know, gave me a perfect video of why I wouldn't want to be stuck in something like that. But like I said, you know, if you don't pay someone's bills, my friend told me once, do they pay your bills? No. Do they fuck you? No. Do they give you money? No. Then what the fuck do you care what they say? So it's like, unless you're contributing monetary finances or getting a piece of ass out of it, you have no right to say anything. We all walk the life and we all have our hardships. Everyone has their hardships, even people who are rich. So it is what it is. And hopefully she gets out of what she's in and she really becomes happy. I really wish that. So I hope you like it. Um, Try to reach me if you can. Later.